This is Agents Influence Podcast. You don't need another company. I'm confident most insurance agencies, and, and this is, I, I feel like you mentioned something about like one of your rules. I think if you had five options for a customer, you're probably all set. I used to have 12, right? Now I've got seven. It's crazy. I don't want that many, but you sort of need it. So now you add in one of these new companies. If they really want to make hay with this, let them into your data. You know, don't, don't remarket just for the sake of remarketing. I'm Jason Cass, and we're going to help you think differently. Change your agency. Change your finances. Change your family. And in the end, we're going to change an industry. Let's go. All right, all right, all right. Welcome, you loyal listeners, to another episode of Agents Influence Podcast Conversations with Jcast here. And today I have someone that you guys all love. You know, we've done actually a couple podcasts before. One of them has never been released. It is one that is locked in the vault, and maybe we can talk about that later. But today, as a conversation with Cass, today is Billy Van Jura. Billy, how are you doing, my friend? I'm doing well. I'm glad we can make this happen, Jason. Yes, I am as well. And uh, um, we're, we're going to be doing this for a certain for a reason because Billy and I, first of all, way overdue. I don't know. I think it's been years since we've done anything. I know I was at my other agency the last time, so that tells me it was pre-2018, 2017. Um, and so the thing is, is that if you don't know Billy, you really probably do. You just don't really realize it. Billy is somebody who has been on LinkedIn for a long time. I, uh, a lot of people tell me in, in Hanley that we're like the OGs. Well, throw Billy Vangera in there too, because back when most of you didn't even know who Ryan Hanley and I were, and we were tearing up the scene, Billy was one of those that was really had latched on to some of the stuff that we were doing and saying, and then expounding on it and giving Ryan and I like a different viewpoint. And Billy, I got to say, man, you're still doing that same shit today. I mean, I see it when you post, there's people who are like, this dude gets it. And then there's people who are like, who is this fucking dude? And I'm like, you know, <laughs> um, but that's how, you know, you're doing something right. When you're making both sides have to, uh, look at things differently. You know, you are. So Billy, welcome to the podcast, buddy. Uh, it's good to be back, Jason. I enjoy your company and I've been, you know, I, I enjoy keeping up with your stuff as well. I mean, the list, you know, this, like. There's a lot of voices now, way more than, than a few years back, and, and I use you as a filter. So uh, I'm glad we have a moment to kind of go through some stuff. Well, I appreciate that, man. Yeah. Um, yeah, you know, you have uh, you and I have ran into circles that our circles have overlapped, and I, uh, your name will get brought up every once in a while. And it's amazing because the people that I really engage with and really click with always have just great things to say about you, you know, and no one ever has any bad things to say about it. It's just that whenever you're out there and you're trying to push the envelope, our loyal listeners know, cause you are one that when you're pushing the envelope, you're going to piss people off and you didn't even mean to. It's just like, Hey, you no. asked my opinion. I gave it to you and now you're rubbed wrong for it. Um, and I think that that's okay. I really, really do. I think that that's America and that's everything that we built be- that we believe in. But Billy, what we need to do is we need to talk about this book that you wrote, okay? And I want to and I want to talk just a little bit about it. And so loyal listeners, we're not going to sit here and just talk all about his book, but I would encourage you to go buy it. 
Uh, Billy, where can they where can they find your book while they're listening? Uh, I'll certainly give you the link if you just went on. Uh, I used Gumroad. It's a pretty interesting service. I followed for a bit. Um, I think it's like Gumroad.com slash BVJ Notes. But you know, easily look me up on LinkedIn, or and it's right there. Yeah, he's got um, it on his so. on his on his uh, profile or any of his activity. You can see that he wrote it, and I thought it was a really really good thing. And how I actually found out about it, Billy, was um, inside of this podcaster's. Uh, uh, a chat that we have, not group, but it's a chat with mm-hmm. me and, and, and Bradley Flowers and Hanley and Scott Howell and many, many other podcasters. And they actually, I think it was Billy. I think it was, uh, uh, not Billy. It was, um, I think it was, uh, holy cow, Bradley. God, I couldn't think of his name. It was Bradley Flowers actually who had uh, sent that over. And I was like, dude, if this is my boy, I got to get him on here. Now, what I got to do here is I got to look you up because I want to pull up exactly what this thing says. And I went and bought the book to all you loyal listeners. So you need to get out there and get that and get and do that because you're going to find out that it's uh it's it's billyized. It's really, really good. So you can go to Gumroad, that's G-U-M-R-O-A-D, uh, I think that is dot com. Um mm-hmm. and you can get that and you can get it. It's Billy's Insurance, InsureTech, Sales and Other Ideas and Notes. And just to give you the down low, as we talk about this, it's about 38 pages long, um, very easily to read. Uh, as he even you even mentioned, Billy, I don't don't judge him on his editing or anything. These were notes you were throwing down some words and phrases, and and it's actually pretty good. Um, but that is what this was, and and I love it because this is, as you guys know, this is InsureTech Week, better than Shark Week. And so I thought it was fitting because Billy has a lot of great forward thinking ideas. Um, and then he also now has put it into a book. It just seemed fitting that we were going to come on and talk about this. Billy, anything you want to add about the book? Uh, it's exactly as I said it. I, I, you know, if you know me from Twitter or you see me on LinkedIn, Twitter, mostly it's half baked ideas, right? It's stuff that something just happened with a customer. And, and I don't want to lose the thought, but I can't keep it in my brain, so I type it out. That's right. And while that's happening, some of this stuff, it got writ- written down. And I ended up with two notebooks, well, a big one and a small one, just full of this stuff. And I was just like, you know, end of the year, kind of cleaning your desk out. And I was like, this is good stuff. I don't know when I'm going to get to it because I'm working on some – I'm still in insurance, but I'm working on stuff and I'm just jammed and I'm just – I don't give a darn if somebody takes it and runs with it or not because I'm booked solid. And But at the same time, this isn't just me saying, hey, this would be nice. This is me saying, I tried this or this situation happened and it made me think of this and here it is. Like, like So those are a little bit more than just like tweets or just something on LinkedIn. That's me saying, I wrote two or three sentences and I checked it out and there's something here. I mean, I, t- I don't know what pages are on, but like – Yes, like look up this company. I'm not sure what to do with it, but this company's got some stuff figured out. Go mm-hmm. ahead and try this. Like I actually named some names in there just because why not? Those are the pieces. It's a framework. You know, nothing's – very little of it is complete I guess because, you know, everything takes time and, and resources and I, I'm just – don't have that many available to put towards everything. 
Well, and, so. and, and no, and I and I and I love it. And you know, so loyal listeners, so you know, just the kind of guy that Billy is. Billy and I actually, he was a loyal listener, but it was before that. Actually, I don't even remember how you had sent me a gift. You remember of the Poughkeepsie uh, railroad? Oh, the spike, yeah, the spike. You said <laughs> you were doing railroads at the time. Yeah, I was doing right? railroads at the time. That's right. I was doing railroad contractors for all you loyal listeners. That was a, that was a niche that I used to do before the market blew up. And uh, and because he had known that there was an old historic, I guess, uh, yeah, uh, Poughkeepsie. Is that what was it? Yeah, it's good. Now they call it the walkway over to Hudson. They turned it into a walking bridge. It's one of the longest ones in the country. It's like uh, it's one of our tourist attractions. And I got one of the spikes out of it. Billy sent it to me when I got my book, and I sent my and Billy bought my book, and I still have that book. He sent it back to me, and it had color codes. Oh. And I mean, he wrote through the whole thing. It was just fantastic. It's 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 a guy who really, really. Um, it's not about me. It's not about him. It's about his love and his passion he has for the industry that drives him to do these things. It's just so so fantastic. So Billy, let's get on with this because I want to talk. Yeah, I want to talk about this book. So here's where I'm going to say here, um, loyal listeners, 100 truthful. Billy and I were supposed to do this last week. Today is January 12th, and it's 10:13 in the morning. And we were supposed to do this last week, but I got COVID, so we had to push this back. So I really didn't get to read all of the book that I wanted to. Okay, even though it's 38 pages. I'm gonna, I can do it in probably an hour. I just didn't get a chance. But tying into Insure Tech Week, and maybe we'll go on to other things in the book. This is where I want to get, and I want to start, Billy, with your mindset here, because I thought this was great because it's in the very beginning of the book, but it's called The Philosophy, not The Philosophy, it says philosophy. Um, he says, I'd like to think I'm sitting at the intersection of Insure Tech and insurance. Why? Because I do not think that this is a particular tool that it, that InsureTech is, rather it is a mindset of how to do business. That right there is fan-frickin-tastic, Billy, when you really think about that, because that's the way that I've been thinking about this. And it says there are so many nice um, to have, there are always nice to haves, but many of these of the need to have simply aren't interesting enough. Think about it. So many new ideas are really just modifying something to lead to new sales. These are mostly one-sided affair, meaning that they really only impact the seller and not the buyer. Similarly, the world of InsureTech is littered with ideas that are only focused on one of the silos. There are, what are the silos? Sales, marketing, claims, underwriting, that's it. In theory, they need to be in sync, but there seem to be more functions operating in silo than actually helping with more than one of them. And so I really, really liked that because I just did some uh, ePay policy reached out to me and asked me to do some predictions for 2022. And then they want to come back at the end and see if it was correct. One of my predictions was insured techs are going to finally understand that deep pockets of the carrier doesn't allow them to scale. And loyal listeners, what I mean by that, and I want to go in and start with you here, Billy, is that... They all, when the insure techs came in and they were heavily in, they all went after the carriers because the deep pockets were there. But they realized that if you want to help one carrier, it's different than helping another carrier or another carrier. But if they, so, and it's hard to scale that. But if you come to the independent insurance agent and you realize and give us the tools that we need, yes, I may do it differently than Billy does in my agency, but at the end of the day, they're able to scale that tool amongst many, many agencies. So what it did is it showed them 
that deep pockets are important, but maybe deeper pockets come at scale by helping many. And so now I see them in here solving our accord issues, solving our submission issues, solving our loss run request issues, solving a lot of automation issues that they're finally coming in and coming to us. And that's why that, that, uh, what you said right there, Billy was like, but dink to me, because that's what I've been thinking. What say you, Billy? That's distribution. Jason Cass is an independent insurance agent. Fine. Jason Cass is an insurance broker. Jason Cass is able to distribute insurance products many times for companies that actually don't have a way to distribute their insurance products, right? Mm -hmm. How many of your insurance partners right now either have a very minimal amount of in-house sales, um, definitely no direct-to-consumer kind of sales, and so there you are. You are a distributor of the product that is insurance, right? And to your point, if you look at the distribution channel or channels and say, wait a second, wait a second, we actually don't need the permission of the carriers. We don't need them to unlock their safe because let's face it, they haven't been spending money to upgrade along the way anyhow. That might even be a harder sale, but we can get these hungry salespeople to dive in and use our tools to a degree, they're going to get to that carrier money anyhow because it filters down through us right. some way, shape, or form. So I, I don't I don't think you're wrong there, but I think the, the only modification I would say is that philosophy part. I appreciate, and I probably wrote it in there, like the romantic part of like, I'm an insurance guy and you did a, it was kind of an odd talk. It was almost like you and the guys from Gloveblocks were just kind of chatting, like like around the table it felt like. Uh-huh. Um and, and you said something to the effect of like, hey, you could be a pillar in the community. You could be there when, when – uh, listen, I'm sure out in Western Kentucky, there's a bunch of insurance agents that their entire year is done at this point because they have to handle so many claims and so many people and things happening. True that. And I, you know, I totally appreciate that role and, and its value and it's been valuable for you know 150 years in this country, if not longer. But at the same time, you got to remember, you got to sell policies, mm-hmm. right? That, like that, the, there is more competition today. It's not going to go away. You just got to kind of repurpose or, or rethink some of that attitude. And I think your way of saying it, many pockets make for an even deeper set of pockets, and quite frankly, an easier set of pockets to get to. Correct, right? Mm-hmm. Um, so. Yeah. Uh, yeah, I can't disagree with that. Yeah, I believe it. I believe that they found they're going to be able to find scale. And that's what they all, that's all with all those tech companies want, anyways. I mean, man, it's got to be hard dredging through travelers. And I'm not beating up. We're just using an example yeah. going through their whole system, trying to break down their silos. And then you go to another insurance company and it's got all these different problems. Ours are all pretty much the same. And we talk about yeah. those silos. And it always seems like, like it sounds important that the insured techs would help the carriers with the claim service, right? That is what we sell. That is what we do. I get it. But at the same time, I think that carrier, there's a lot of clients, Billy, that say to themselves, I've never really had a claim. What I need is, is how do I, how do I get my payment made correctly in nice and easily, right? How do I get serviced when I need my, 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 my uh, car, when I need to add or delete a car? Those are the type of things that I think are in a way, almost more important than the claims time because most of the time people don't have a claim. And if they do, they're calling a 1-800 number anyways. And, and and that's – so take that silo thing. Let's be generous and say 20% of insurance customers have a claim over a five-year period, 
That's very generous. I think it's even lower than that. Mm -hmm. Okay. So what you're saying is we're going to put all this effort into reactive approaches to claims and we're going to ignore 80% of these people, right? Mm -hmm. So literally just not too long ago, uh, an inspection from a New York state company came in. The This particular company uses a service called ViewSpection. ViewSpection is an app. I've known Jim for a few years now. I've tried it. I've tested it. I would use it in a second. But it's a PDF and it doesn't sync to your management systems. And what do you do with this data that you have? But here he is presenting a tool for the other 80%, right? He's presenting a tool that says, now the distributor can have all these photos of the property Mm -hmm. and say, well, wait a second here. Before the carriers come and complain, this is something we can do, right? And to your point of paying the bill, um, who was it? Nick, uh, Nick Ayers had a conversation with a guy from Armadillo, which by the way, as of this date, I, I mean, Nick Ayers is one of those guys that, you know, I like him. We like, you know, lots of things we disagree with, but he's smart. And the guy has cranked up his content game over the last like six weeks. Yes. Uh, he did an interview with Armadillo and Sh- Armadillo something or another. Armadillo does like home warranties or something like that. Okay. Yeah. But if you've got the photos of the home. If you just had this person engage with you and use an app and, and go ahead and take these pictures and you could pick out some trouble points, but now in your back pocket, and you said this with your glove box guys yesterday, hey, imagine when that glove box app can recognize that you put in that you have a dog in the household and now link you into pet insurance, right? right. The same things tie together. But now to your point, we're talking about all those customers that don't have claims. And I know it's tough. We've got a lot of stuff to do, but – the discussions around service, like what actually is service for mm-hmm. a customer, right? Yeah. And and the billing, ePay policy, like I've, I've talked to them. I like what they do. You know, and just I think I wrote on this. I met the grandson of the guy that convinced travelers to go from agency bill to direct bill. Wow. Now, on one hand, now on one hand, assuming he's telling you the truth, you're like, oh, that's, that's a pretty cool story to have. Your third generation insurance, this is great. On the other hand – do you know how much your customers are paying in billing fees that you don't see? How much of that money is not going to your bottom line, right? Could you imagine – and listen, and I said this. There's ideas I'm just not going to get to. What if somebody fully financed Jason Cass's personal insurance book? Fully financed. You had a bank behind you and they covered the paid in full prices for all the auto and home insurance that the Cass Insurance Agency writes. Every last bit of it, right? Mm -hmm. Now, it's like you picked up another carrier because your pricing is now better than everybody else's, right? Because now you're offering the paid in full rate to everybody. And now, because behind the scenes, you've got a program that can collect the billing fees and and do the accounting. I know there's there's some involvement. I get it. But to your point before about ePay policy, about the carriers and where the focus is, why does an insurance company want to be an accounting firm? Why don't we just take that pressure away from them and keep the profits? Yeah. You know? Uh and again, it's interesting, this, dude. That that's 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 totally in something I've never thought about. So that's that's good well, stuff. Well, we're underpaid. Like listen, you insurance companies are paying insure tech firms and lead providers money they don't need to pay them. And and I would wager anything if we really broke it down and looked at the different contracts that are out there. You can make a strong case that most "quote unquote" independent insurance agents should be seeing cl- a closer to an average of say twenty to twenty-five percent commissions 
than the 15%, which is what I bet we would find the averages across the country. Hello, loyal listeners. Hey, are you a local agent struggling to find markets for your client? Maybe you, maybe not. Look no further than Nation Brokerage Solutions. With over 200 carriers, their comprehensive options give you what you need for your customers' ever-changing needs. With NBS, as they say it in the cool world, you can confidently offer a wide range of options to better support your customers and grow your business, A.K. agency. Don't settle for less. Do more with NBS. For more information about Nationwide Brokerage Solutions, visit nbsbrokerage.com. Cast certified. So if the carriers can pay us 15 you're basically saying, and I'm not putting these words in your mouth, yeah. this is a very good conversation. You're saying if they're making it easier and they're cutting the costs, then where, where, when are we getting a piece of that? Well, you saved 15% on your bottom line. Okay. When do I get seven of that? You know, that that's what you're saying. And that would only make sense. So, but that's something we could also probably foresee is that care that could be, wow, that could be a competitive edge again with carriers where you would have, let's say you have an insure tech carrier. I'm just going to pull one out. We, yeah. we use them clear cover, clear cover says, you know what our goal is, is we're going to pay these agents 25%. So we're going to cut the cost and work with the carriers to be able to cut the cost to where we could actually pay them more. I'll tell you what, you'd gain some market share real beeping quick if you could come oh. up with that. Because not only are you paying me more, but you're working on my behalf and the client's behalf and, and the company carrier's behalf to really lower costs rather than just with the technology, how to actually quantify that. I like that. It, and you're an insure tech week, right? This is whoever you're having on during this week. Mm -hmm. Think of the volume of lead companies, right, that are out there. But meanwhile, Odds are really, really good that data already exists in somebody's system. It, it's in an True. insurance distribution channel already. It's already in an independent agent. It's already in a carrier system. But meanwhile, they're going to pay for it again, right? So, I mean, there's all sorts of ways to get to it. But I guess I look at the whole picture and I say, you know, if you take better care of your customers, and again, everyone's going to be a little different here. Mm -hmm really show them how to reduce costs. I mean, and again, just because you said clear cover, we can say like Hippo is trying to get aggressive, Openly is trying to get aggressive. Mm -hmm. Do you know the data that they have available to them in these new agencies they're rolling into? Listen, you don't need another company. I'm confident most insurance agencies, and, and this is, I, I feel like you mentioned something about like one of your rules. I think if you had five options for a customer, you're probably all set. I used to have 12, right? Now mm -hmm. I've got seven. It's crazy. I don't yep. want that many, but you sort of need it. So now you add in one of these new companies. If they really want to make hay with this, let them into your data. You know, don't, don't remarket just for the sake of remarketing, right? I, some company was pitching me and they said, yeah, but because we've got all the data in here and it's a faster process, I know where our rates are lower and I know we're paying you a lower commission, but you're spending less time on it. And I'm saying... But why would I move from a 20% commission with a perfectly good policy with a very good rate to save a customer $70 or something like that, which mm -hmm. they're not worried about, and now take a 15% commission on, or even lower, I've seen, on a policy that costs less? Right. Just, just who decided that was a good idea to present? I, I know. I, I agree with you there. And who all of a sudden tied it to that? To says, well, because we're saving you time and we're saving you this. 
you know, it, it, that's why. No, that, that actually should be why you're paying me more, actually. I think there's a very good conversation to be had there. Uh, really, truly is. And then also how these insure tech carriers are, are being are written. So there's some of them out there. And I won't mention names now because I don't 100% know, but I don't want to talk. But a lot of them um, are just nothing but a tech company with carriers that are behind it. And they're just writing mm -hmm. on that paper. Um, yeah. I did talk with, and I will use this carrier, Branch told me that they are different than that. They actually have their own insurance company. Um, and I can't remember who they, I can't remember who Branch is owned by, but they're owned by like, this isn't it, but like Rocket. They're Report. in Ohio or something. Yeah, yeah. yeah. It's some big company and they actually created Branch to be able to, to, to service their customers with auto home and umbrella. And then that's when they kind of realized like, wow, um, Hey, we can now do this, um, through the independent agent channel, we can give them the same tools. And I have to tell mm -hmm. you branch so far, it does have the complete package when it comes to the auto, the home and the umbrella, and their rates are pretty solid. And I say that because I have rule where Centralia is. And then I have the Edwardsville location and the Mount Vernon location is rule too. And our, in our, uh, Edwardsville is more downtown, um, mm -hmm. and the rates are good in both places and you don't normally see that a lot. So I was really kind of surprised, um, by that, but some of these others, some of them are, are, um, passing through all everything and they, all they are is a front technology. Um, some of them are actually writing, um, to where they're in control of the underwriting, but yet they pass off. Uh, so they're in control of the underwriting and service, but they pass off a lot of the claims and the reserves that come from it. So essentially you have the insure tech carrier who is able to, um, I don't know how long this will last, but if the reinsurer is carrying all of the, all of the cost and paying all the claims, essentially they write a $5,000 home. They get paid 25%. The insurance, uh, the, mm -hmm. the insure tech carrier does other 75% goes to the reinsurer who backs the claims, but this insure tech carrier, not only do they do the technology, but they also do the underwriting of it as well. Now they say, when I was talking to them, they said, I can go into other States that other companies can't go into because we're getting paid based on commission. Like you are. Well, if those States have high premiums though, it's only a matter of time before these reinsurers are going to say, Hey, we're not carrying this loss anymore. You need to be better at underwriting. And that's why I think that you're going to see Munich Re try to keep, I don't want to say Munich Re, you're going to start to see the under, uh, the, the, the reinsurers um, hold on more to the underwriting. I think they're going to say, hey, we're good at insurance. You be good at technology and let's work together. What do you think on yes. any of that, Billy? I think, and I, we use your name because you're here, like yeah. you said, rule insurance. And I would say the same with my agency. I try and think ahead and say, well, wait a second. What if I'm the MGA? What if what if rule insurance, cast insurance, insert any insurance brokerage name who's got 12 company appointments or whatever it is, a couple of wholesale things. And, and I say personal lines because I feel like personal lines is sort of a little bit cleaner in mm -hmm. this respect. I agree. Let me take your personal lines and create an MGA over the top of it. Now – remove the expense from the carriers of any marketing silliness activities that they're doing and the customer sees CAS insurance agency on their paperwork. So take your insure tech thing. The advantage that any existing operation has, we've got customers. 
Okay. Mm-hmm. I've, I've, I've been following this InsureTech thing since you and I first spoke. I really started paying attention late in 2015, early in 2016. I've seen dozens of them die and they die at the hands of customer acquisition. They are like, they spend too much money on ads. They don't get any traction. Then they get bought and then they're done or they don't get bought and they just disappear. Mm-hmm. But to your point, what if you were the MGA? What if you had the relationship with whoever reinsurance? It's Swiss, it's Munich, it's a hundred smaller ones out there. And he said, well, wait a second. These are our customers. We set them up on a three-year schedule, right? I just signed up with a, through an acquisition. I have this company now that's got a three-year policy. They're old school. I like it. I'm going to learn a ton from them and I appreciate this. But that three-year renewal, what if every policy you wrote in, in 2021, you don't have to think about the rates going up this year because they're not, because they're your rates, right? right? Now they're under your name. All that money is guaranteed. You don't have to worry about company X, company Y, mid-market, super regional, national company, whatever. Maybe you use their resources, right? But if you really want to control, and, and it's a popular topic, and only because I heard this while I was driving yesterday, you know, who really owns the relationship? Whoever collects the money owns the relationship. You could take it any way you want, any contract you want, whatever, right? But if, if I'm not the one paying the bills, true. I own most of it. But I think of you as an MGA. I think of what if you really take that customer situation and own it? Like you said with Branch, could you even fa- – I think – and I had this talk with a couple of people. I'll tell you off air I guess because it's probably not fair. But like uh, in my travels, I've seen a couple of community banks with with sometimes with eight locations, sometimes with 100 locations. You've got banks around you mm-hmm. that bought insurance agencies mm-hmm. and really didn't do anything with it. It's no. a nice piece on their on their balance, uh, you know, on their balance sheet, but they didn't do anything with it. So to your point about let's just say it's Rocket Mortgage and Branch. Could you imagine like like take that data? How many people do you know who their car loans are with right now? Can we even find out? Can we get into your management system and determine we insure a thousand vehicles, 300 of them are with bank X and 112 are with bank Y and 52 of them are with bank Z. What if you actually had access to all that information, mm-hmm. right? Like you and you were tracking this information and now you're a bank behind you as the insurance agency and you're like, well, hey, we want to get into the car loan business. How do we do it? Okay, great. Here's 300 customers that would gladly take your 2% financing because they didn't get that at the dealership. And now they'll set up a bank account with you and and we'll just divvy up behind the scenes who gets that little bit extra. That's where I think insurance, drop the romantic part. We understand it's important. We understand its value. But understand your real value as an insurance agent is customers. That's your value. You know how to accumulate the data wrapped around the human beings and you're just not doing enough with it. You know, you're settling for a certain commission or you're signing away your rights in the future through some aggregator to get a little bit more commission. I just think a little bit bigger than it. And I'm not saying I'm going to get to all this stuff. I know I've had some guys say, who do you think you are, Gallagher? I don't want to be Gallagher. I don't I don't really care, right? I've got a mm-hmm. one of the largest companies in the US is down the street from me. They haven't grown in six years. I don't want to be them. I'm fine with that. Mm-hmm. I think... There's other ways to make money. We're starting a company. It's called Banjura, bitch. 
That's right. We ain't going no Gallagher using somebody else's name. <laughs> Anyways, hey, wrapping this up, I want to hit on this topic though. Um, there was there was a, something that was done, loyal listeners. It's it's locked deep in the vault. Um, it was done in uh, 2016, maybe 2017, and Billy and I uh, we decided that we were going to. Um, Billy and I are not very fond of aggregators, and we have our reasons why. We don't need to go into all that today, but I would love to talk, hit on it just for a minute. Um, and Billy and I did a podcast that we were going to release, and I had to not release it because my business partner, as you guys loyal listeners know, Travis, uh, listened to it, and he said, Cass, he says, if you do, if you release that, there's a possibility we might get sued. And I was like, yeah. I was like, but man, it's the truth. That's why it's freaking going to hit them hard. And Travis, being uh, the person who keeps me sane, I sided with him. But I have put it in there. And at one of these days, Billy, because I I know everything we talked about and that about aggregators is still true today with these damn people. And so do I, Nick Cass, are you against aggregators right now? I'm not against aggregators. That's not what I am. I believe there's a better way for a lot of agencies. I think that there's a lot of agencies that probably need to be in aggregators, just like anything. But for them to be a one-size-fits-all, I do not believe in that whatsoever. What are some of your thoughts, Billy, on aggregators? Just for context, you do you. I'm not going to get in the way of you making money. If you believe that's how you need to get paid, God bless you. Listen, I went straight independent. It's not easy. Uh, I, I fight them tooth and nail. I personally, personally lost that. I could comfortably say – in today's dollars, lost a couple hundred thousand dollars last year because I couldn't complete deals because aggregators were in the way. That was a couple of hundred thousand dollars, assuming most of my plan goes to fruition, will cost me a million plus in a couple of years. Gotcha. Right? So it's nothing personal, but <laughs> because of those decisions that these particular agents made, it cost me quite a bit of money last year. Okay. Mm. And I've got another meeting in a couple of days. It might cost me some money this year. And it's like two weeks into the year at this point when we're recording. You do you do your thing. Here's the problem I have. I don't get it. I don't get the value to the carriers. Okay. Here And I, I, I'm going to take a quick aside. I'll, I'll wrap this around real quick though. Okay. You see me on Twitter. You see me on LinkedIn. I like asking questions. I'm not against you. I root against nobody. Whether it's me and Pat or me and Brett or me and uh, uh, Patrick Kellahan or Patrick West or this person or that person asking questions. It's not to not to give you a hard time. I'm just curious. Like you have a perspective. One of your guys got upset at me the other day over like free information. And I was like, guy, like I put a lot of work into this. Do you know how many free conversations I had? And then I find out the company is extremely well funded. So they're paying consultants a lot of money, but they took my free conversation ah, for an hour, right? Good so, point. Good point. So buddy. I think about this stuff, right? And it's, you know, I researched and I looked and I researched and I looked and I looked at well over a thousand agencies in the state of New York. And when you're amongst those thousand, think about your percentages. You see a bunch of them in aggregators. You see a bunch of them in clusters. Let's not leave clusters out of this discussion because they're, they're, they're in that same category. They are. How is it possible that – you as a carrier spent all this money on marketing and websites and tools for your agents, but yet you'll allow this aggregator or cluster to get extra points of business when their members don't even all have websites, don't even all have a Google profile up, 
and you're telling me you're paying on profit sharing. I'll tell you one, and one company bought into this and another company is, is negotiating right now. I said this and I mean this. I don't want your profit sharing. I want guaranteed money. If you want to go on profit sharing, I'd like you to measure me on because you know I've acquired a couple of books of business. Let's count email addresses today. Let's count EFT accounts today. Let's count um, uh, any of your online services today. Measure me quarterly as it improves because I'm adding guaranteed profitability that I can control. You keep your profit sharing on on losses that I can't control. I got nothing to do with the cold weather right now. Right. I can't tell you based on what you ask me to answer about pipes freezing or not. But carriers are paying money to companies and, and they haven't even raised the bar, right? Right? Like they still have paper files. They don't even require them to use management systems because independent, raise the bar. Mm-hmm. Then I'll pay you more. That's what I'm trying to do. So I'm not against you. Go get your bag. I I just don't see the value you're you're I just don't see the value you're providing. And I'm sure somebody could debate this all day long, but I it's agree. going to get interesting out there. And, and and the fact that you know what's what's scarier is like and if you're a big cluster, 20 companies or something like that. I've got a guy, I don't know him personally. They like tripled the size. You know, they've got like 50 million, they've got 20 something agents, they're all scattered around. A third of them don't have a website or Google. Some of them aren't using management systems, but yet they think they could command extra percents. Well, who the hell do you think you are? It's crazy. And then they'll go and, um, and, and, and they'll go buy an agency that has a large book that fits their book. And then they go to that <sighs> carrier and say, hey, you owe me more commission. And I mean, yeah. the, and the carriers are like strangled on it because that, what do they get? I mean, they could say no, but it's the fact it's like, we didn't grow anymore. We just now have it all under one roof rather than two roofs, you know, but they yeah. think they should get more money. I, uh, yeah, it's nuts. I, it is nuts. It absolutely is nuts. And one of these days we're going to release that loyal listeners. It'll be a special edition. It's when I won't have my license anymore and they can't come arrest me. <laughs> but uh, no, it wasn't that bad. But I was pretty heated at the time and really was too. And we we really uh, discussed those uh, things. But it, it's sitting there. It's sitting out on the Google Drive. Um, and, uh, we'll do it one day, Billy. I really appreciate you coming on. I really, really, truly do everybody, you know, everybody uh, out there, you guys can find Billy Van Jura, V-A-N space J-U-R-A. And, uh, you can find him out there on LinkedIn and be sure to go out there and grab his book. I will tell you guys, I paid $15 cause I didn't know. Um, it just allows you to pick whatever you want. I threw $15 in. I didn't really think it was going to allow me. Well, I, th- I thought it was fair. Well, I did it. I said, listen, I don't think $20 is a crazy number. We blow $20 on whatever. Some people pay five, some people pay 20, a couple of people paid more. I'm flattered by it. But at the same time, if if we're being honest, I'm not you. All right. I I haven't done what you've done or what Hanley's done like you in a much more public way. But go show me the actual tactical books written by people like us down in the weeds actually doing this stuff. There's just not many. No. And I appreciate all the free information out there, which isn't really free, but like that's all stuff I tried. Like I'm not just making stuff up in there. You know, yeah. like that's – this is stuff that I've attempted or would attempt if there were – you know, whether it's capital or time and it's it's good. I did want to – I have to – real quick, I promise. Yeah. You've expanded and done a bunch of things. I know there's different tech partners out there and like it is kind of fun to imagine the future, but I will say – just in my travels, and I'll tell you offline more of the research I've done. But like, I look at uh, 
I, I put like quantum assurance and goosehead in the same bucket, right? Kind of thing. Okay. I, maybe I'm wrong, but I kind of think they are. You were talking about this years ago. Like there is a people shortage. Like like there is a shortage of human beings. And that's where like the, this quantum has my attention and even goosehead has my attention. I've run across a regional one that's sort of interesting. Like that's an interesting model. Mm-hmm. Like I'm not saying I'm in favor of it, but – the fact that they're backlogging human beings, and then you think about it, like if you overlay, uh, what's it, Glovebox, or even Go Insurance Agent, I've known Matt for a long time, like you mm-hmm. overlay an app that allows for self service into there. Now you're back to selling, right? Like, you know, you're back to that strong point of relationship. But I, I just think companies like that shouldn't be missed in the insure tech discussion because the insure tech, like, I'm done. I'm fatigued with these idiots out there with their consulting and making all their money doing whatever. They're just, they're just increasing combined ratios. Like they're they're not really doing anything of any measurable value, and that's where I get heated from time to time because I'm like, you know, I I'm just down here doing the work, and you don't even have customers. Mm-hmm. <laughs> like, like what is that? But I look at like like I said, a quantum, and you've interviewed a few others, and I say, you know, even those glove box guys, like you know, some of their stuff I don't get it, but like they're putting in the work. Yeah, they you know? are. Like they, they are. They're actually, and even I can't like I said Nick before, but like the people that are in the space, even like. Um, the team at B Atomic, like like they're in the space doing stuff. Mm-hmm. Nobody wants to talk about the advantage they have, which is that they don't have to spend as much to get customers because they're one of us, so to speak, right? Like true. they're in there, they already have it, and Very that's true. Very true. that's a huge advantage. But I don't know. That's my two cents. No, it's a huge minutes. advantage. You're very, very, very much like that. And 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 I, I assume loyal listeners tell me if I'm wrong, uh, Billy. But talking about Quantum and and Goosehead and the fact that they have the service center for the agent, they help them produce the leads and everything. As you said, it's very centrally focused on sales. And it's one of the reasons why their people write, ironically, 150 to 500,000 in new business premium in personal lines a month because that person mm-hmm. is focused on just selling. Um, and uh, they, they are, they're, they're aggregating a lot of that, uh, not so much the data and the premium, but humans. Um, which is yeah. it is a very interesting model. It definitely because we're is. not as listen. We're not as and this isn't against anybody in insurance. I'm an I'm a broker and a PNC. I have all the licenses. I get it. But like, just consider stepping back from your position as this. I'm in the community. I've got a storefront. I'm the local insurance agent. I fit in the fabric. I'm not. I'm not against that. But your value proposition has to change. And the things you consider service, and you said this earlier, like they're not actually valuable, right? Listen, I pay for call centers with, with two known national companies. We both know the names. They're the biggest ones. They're on every street corner. Why? Because you could, you know, if we're being honest, doing a car change at six o'clock on a Friday night because someone's at the dealership, that's it's not that it's below my pay grade, but it's I'm not adding any value there. I'm not doing anything of value. And that's where I look at what some of these call centers are building, some of the apps that are building and saying, it's it's not the relationship part. It's that you let me actually discuss insurance and mm. get beyond insurance, get to – and not to sell more. But if you have a home warranty in place – I mean, listen, the Munich Re, Hartford Steam Boiler, if you're not paying attention to Hartford Steam Boiler, they've done more in the insure tech space in the last five years than most insure techs will even think Really? About. I didn't know that. Who's underwriting your service line endorsements? Go look. Oh, it's yeah. not the company. Oh, uh, good call. Now, what does that money do? I had one of those claims, right? So they they figure out how to make that payment. But if they really want to be valuable, they should just be 
using a view inspection or a go insurance agent or a, or a glove box and inspecting the homes and finding all the cast iron and saying, you have to have this endorsement. By the way, now you allow me to use that data I have and sell it off to the local uh, neighborly. You know, neighborly, it's an yep, app. Yeah, yep. A lot of HVAC companies use it, right? Mm-hmm. How much money are they pissing away on Google ads? Sorry. Are they spending on Google <laughs> ads and stuff like that? When, when meanwhile, I have the data. I can get you in the house and show you the cast iron pipes before these things break. Why wouldn't Munich we you know, or Hartford Steam Boiler want to support this? And that's where I think, remember, just, just shift your value proposition. You don't want to be have to be there when there's a claim. Get out in front of this stuff and you're going to get paid more ahead of time and not have the headaches of, of calling over a frozen pipe or something, right? If we can get this thing down to just weather-related claims, I don't know. That's just going on. Billy, this was this was uh, very deeply needed by me. I appreciate it very much. Good. It's been a while. I mean, we spit back and forth every once in a while in the comment section of LinkedIn, but it's good to get on the quote unquote new age phone with you um, and discuss this and share this actually with the rest of America. So I greatly appreciate it, man. I really do. Good stuff. I appreciate you finding some time for me. No problem, I'll, dude. I'll hey, give this you some is, details offline. Yeah, this this is uh, this has been Agents Influence, and this has been uh, InsureTech Week, which is better than Shark Week. This is Cass. Tell me your thoughts and tell me your ideas, and I'm going to tell the world what you have to say. I am out. Hey, agents, listen to this. Listen to this. What are we terrible at? Think of it. Think of it. Really? We're, we're terrible at training, right? We're not very good at hiring. We're not very good, terrible at firing, actually. Uh, terrible at creating process and some workflows. Terrible at technology and implementing that technology and even knowing what type of technology we want. And the list goes on and on. Now, listen, I'm an agency owner. And I, you know how it is. To, to fix a problem, the first thing you've got to do is you got to admit you have a problem. Here's what you do. Go to virtualintel.com. Check out what we do because we do all those bad things that you can't do. Really? And you may do one or two of them well. Good for you if you can do them all. Just want you to know you're in the minority. But if you can't do any of them good or you don't even want to do them anymore because it just takes too much mental power, then good for you for realizing that and give us a call. I'm telling you, virtual intelligence, that's what we do. And where we specialize in high quality VEs, not virtual assistants. Look it up. Go to ChatGPT. Put in what's the difference between a virtual assistant and a virtual employee. Enough said. I don't have enough time to go on and on about all the differences on this 60 second commercial, but you've got time to search it and look at it. That's what we do. We deliver high quality VEs. We mix the technology with it. We train them on the technology, give them and the technology to you and you're off to the races. I'm not joking with you. You can call my agency at any time, ask for Lordland. And we do ask her, say, how fast are you able to do quotes? I've actually got a couple videos of it. That's right. We can do five to 10 carriers in one quote in three to seven minutes. So you give me an auto quote, I can do five to 10 carriers in three to seven minutes. How are we doing it? We're doing it through the technology of virtual intelligence. Give us a call, check us out. You can ask for me personally, I'll do the demo for you. Who are they? Cast certified.